0: Hi, my name is Israel Zapp. I am the lead representative of the Our God Will Save Us organization. I want to welcome you guys to the first episode ever of The Conversation with Israel Zapp. Today, I have two guests. They're an amazing couple. I've known them throughout this whole year. They're amazing. They're coming out with their first single as of yesterday when this podcast aired. Best single ever is called See Your Pain. I want to please welcome PJ and Karina. You guys, welcome.
1: What's up? What's good? Dude, what's
0: good? I'm telling you guys, you guys are so amazing. It's like you're wearing a black jacket, white sweater. It's <laughs> <Unintentional> like, <laughs> again. we didn't plan this.
2: <laughs> you always wear black though, so. That's true. You,
0: <laughs> but you brought my the closet. camo. But you brought the camo pants yeah. today. So it's like you're throwing some different colors in there.
1: You can't see my legs.
0: <laughs> no, the first time, <laughs> I remember the first time that I ever met you was through a FaceTime call um, when we were doing a Bible study. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah.
2: I remember Dang.
0: that. It was that long ago. What was that? that we late last dated. year? No. No, you guys were just okay. doing music together at the time, right? Yeah. Was that late last year or was that early this year? That, that was, was early this year. This year. That
1: was March oh maybe April. Oh,
0: it's crazy. Wow. Man, time is passing by. Like we were doing the prayer thing, in um, the Bible study, and while we were all talking, while we we're going through the room, you came out. You're like, oh yeah, just like you. I have Pentecostal roots too, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> there's someone just as insane as I am. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Uh,
1: and you put me in that arena. You know, she 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 only sees she only sees be, uh, bits, bits and pieces of it every now and then. Oh
2: day. yeah, I'm still about to taste and see
1: what all of that. Uh, the the Lord is. Shut up, bahaya She ain't never Here seen you go. broke out. Yeah.
0: Uh, she says shit about a hana <laughs> but about a Kia. Ta oh, me Let's about, go. 2000. 13 <laughs> oh my god when we came from our Pentecost, when we, when we started that conversation about pentecostal experiences and um the movement and everything we finally met up in person at mel's diner mm-hmm. super oh. sick yeah
2: that was cool too it was After my first time at the
0: cheese fries
1: park? yeah
0: where was that was oh yeah that was worship in the park yeah, oh yeah. my god oh so many stories about that day uh, it was my first time at mel's diner first time I actually meeting you one-on-one in person yeah. And we go to Mel's diner and we talk about the different experiences we had. Dude, I'm not even playing. I've never connected with somebody on a level like I did with you, basically, because we both have the same wounds from the Pentecostal. <laughs> We're both scarred. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like any anytime we hear like a one and a two or a one and a four or a two and a four, it's like, all right, I have to do a jerk. <laughs>
1: Hold on. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs>
0: Whenever we see a pew, we're like, all right, hold on, give yes, me a second.
1: Yes, yeah. Go find your corner and just go.
0: Hey, that's how we grew up though. Mm-hmm. Every time we hear an Oregon we know someone's not playing it right when they're playing hill hey, Let's go.
1: <laughs> just go to A flat and let it ride. Hey, right?
0: that's how it goes. Um talk to me a little about though, because you guys come from different backgrounds as far as church culture. Mm-hmm. So you come from a very church of God in Christ, Pentecostalism. You come from more of like a charismatic stream.
2: Correct, yeah. It was still, like, Pentecostal instead, but it was more charismatic, for sure.
0: How do you differ between the charismatic and the Pentecostal as, like, church god versus what you were going from? like?
2: Um, it's actually really hard for me to, like, distinguish because uh, the church that I grew up in, it was, um, well, Slavic church. Mm-hmm. That kind of says for its own in Ukraine. So um, a lot of charismatic, like, Protestant, I think, like the Protestant direction, Mm -hmm. more uh, Pentecostal and more charismatic that you guys came from, that would be like different style of music mm-hmm. and just approach it's the same gifting but like totally
1: different approach. gospel versus ccm
2: pretty much <laughs> that's
1: definitely what that example. is
2: yeah yeah we the, definitely did not tap into gospel. So. we
1: got we got bethel
0: and then we got the potter's house <laughs> it's like let's flow uh-huh. with the spirit and be. then let's jump on the spirit it trip it on him.
2: yeah yeah we were definitely more of a flowy people
0: Coming into, because I've exp- I've tasted both worlds, all right, um, and I love both worlds, you know, as a whole. Like, they, they both have um, huge parts of my heart and soul, to be honest. I I grew up from day one, Pentecostalism, I'm I, you know, still incorporated within it. Um, I That's really all I know. And then while I'm living in uh, Sacramento area, I hear about Jesus culture through one of my friends, and I'm like, isn't that just a band? You know what I mean? And I just keep going with them, um, to certain events and he finally takes me to a Jesus culture young adult service. And first things first, when I think of, you know, the charismatic realm, right away I think of the hipster pop churches where it's like ninety minute service, four points, twenty seven <laughs> minute sermon, and that's it. You know, you're drinking your coffee, skinny jeans, whole nine yards, you yeah. know, weird haircuts. You know, but when I go into the service, I'm like going in with that mindset, like, all right, it's ninety minutes. I'm just going to chill, sing three songs, and it is what it is. There's not going to be any flavor to it. I walk in there, and the youth pastor, he says, we're not going to have a preaching. We're going to pray and see the face of God. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you guys do that here? Yeah. So I get baptized in the charismatic movement that night. And um, a w- two weeks later, this lady comes um, and she speaks, and she's talking about um, you know, her prophetic giftings and stuff and whatever, and she has different people go up on the platform and starts praying for them and prophesying over them. Everybody starts weeping and crying mm. throughout the whole service. Mm. And it's the altar call and I'm just praying there. And she comes down from the platform and she speaks to me and she says, I need you to know that the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Mm. And he said he heard the cry of your heart right now and he said yes. She didn't know what I was going through in that season. And when she spoke that to me, I had a very, if I could say it this way, Pentecostal experience. I fell on the floor. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. So when you come to these different streams of Holy Spirit inspired movements, you get to see similar stuff just dressed differently.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Talk to me, though, about how you got two different streams, two different outlooks on life, but also very similar. Talk to me how that plays into the real world things such as what we're going through right now as a a society, such as we've got things going on with social justice that, excuse me, social injustice, let me call it like it is right now, where people are being acquitted or people are not being tried to the full extent of the law for murdering a black person. How can either these two streams, one stream over the other, speak from whatever preference point, where does the church stand and how can we start Going from being a silent church to a very provocative church. Mm.
1: Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> it. It pretty much. It's funny we kind of had this a similar conversation last night, where I, f- I always think it's a just um, ignorance, wow. not knowing the other side. You know, we just stay in our similar in our different bubbles, our different church bubbles, mm-hmm. and then when something like this happens, then neither church knows how to. Um, come together and learn how to love each other in the right way you know it's like different realities so it, I for, for me I've always felt like if the church learned how to do life together right now my verbiage is <clears throat> the church right. right but in my previous statement I was talking about two different churches yeah That's already a problem right there hmm but if we were to come together in unity and actually do life together. Then when events like this happen, we've already done life with one another. Mm. We already know each other's stories. We know what we like, we we already know each other's hurts and all that stuff. It's not difficult, or at least it shouldn't be to then walk side by side in unity, wow, and compassion. Wow.
2: I feel like like something again that we mentioned like we were talking last night, uh, um surprisingly we do talk about these subjects a lot but like not always agree on it because a lot of people would think that just because we're dating or in a relationship then we must have perfectly the same view on this whole like racial reconciliation thing and the problems that are um, uh, that the world is facing today but it's not exactly the same again because of the background so right. we're like totally different upbringing like his culture and the pains and the uh, experiences that he went through which were so um, I would say foreign to me, like growing up in the country where you see like maybe one black person in like three years, like literally not a joke. Right, um, no. So uh, my experience was way different. Um, but uh, we were talking about the fact that again, like concerning ignorance, um, a lot of people, I'm doing this research paper for my class right now actually, and it's about uh, the effect that's called the Daily Me effect. Mm. And it's about social media in general. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty fascinating. I'm like, I believe that God just wanted to like show me the other side of the social media. We create a bubble. Yeah. And I realize how much I create a bubble for myself. So me as a white female, Ukrainian European female, who likes music, who likes uh, Jesus, mm-hmm. and who likes good quotes, who likes reading, and things like that. My Instagram looks way different from his or <laughs> yours. We have completely different interests, but because of social media and our preferences, like the we art can of pers- personalization. Yeah. Yes. Literally, we can personalize everything that's in front of us. Right. So we like we are becoming the creators of our own world. Yeah. Wow. We don't like I don't choose to see the things that I don't like and the Mm. things that are conflicting inside of me, the things that are making me feel uncomfortable, the Mm. things that are uh, not necessarily what I wanna see today or how I wanna feel today. So I choose what I want in front of my face. That's so true. And unwill like unknowingly and like subconsciously, we create this bubble and we call it the world, but the thing is, it's not the world wow. it's your world wow. um I have a friend who lives across the street his name is <clears throat> uh his name is Sal, and like he like, for example, he likes country music and he likes building stuff with wood. and he likes, for him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I'm like,
1: Sal, if you're been, listening, we
0: love you, we love you, brother. Love you, brother. You're my, you're my it, guy, man. man. years
2: of intercession, but the Lord is faithful. <laughs>
0: the Lord is long suffering. That's <laughs> am just kidding. I'm too far, guys. Too far. not fun anymore. Just kidding. Uh,
2: but like, I was just realizing that even though we go to the same church again, our faith. It is gonna be so different right. and I cannot assume that like the world that I'm seeing in, in my Instagram and in my Facebook and my social media platforms that that is the world that that is the truth that that is everything that is to it and you create your own bubble of ignorance like mm. you wow. you put yourself in a box by choosing to see only the things that are <clears throat> feeding your prejudice like Ooh. and they are, it's like a self-seeking truth. Wow. So I believe that's the biggest root for, um, for the ignorance aspect of it because unwillingly we put ourselves in the box uh, that separates us from the boxes of other people and here we are in our little boxes and when our boxes collide
1: mm-hmm. or
2: clash, we all of a sudden get into these big conflicts and arguments and try to prove each other that my box is more right than yours. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, None Of the boxes are right because that's not the world that we're,
0: not we're seeing living. a complete picture, yeah,
2: or seeing
0: on a either picture. side. Wow, so I like, I like how you said that we are creators. Um, and I believe if I can draw an A clause and a B clause, we are the creators of our own world. That's just the truth of the matter. We are the creators of our own world, <clears throat> you know. Um, I remember there was, I think about 10 years ago, I was at this uh evening service one day at a church here in Stockton, and um, this pastor he was preaching. And he was saying god uh, God cannot change the world until he changes your world. He can't use you to change everything yeah. around you until he can first change what's going on inside of you. yeah." And when you made that phrase, talking about how we are the creators of our own world, of our own bubbles, and we personalize everything, we get to choose, as you were saying earlier, we get to choose what exactly we see, Mm -hmm. what exactly we experience, what exactly we want to see, what exactly we want to hear, and the narrative that drives it. There are people who are gonna be on the right side of the aisle or the left side of the aisle, and the only thing they see is a right side aisle or the left side aisle. And then if anything comes from across the aisle, or in our case, across the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to throw stones at it.
2: Yep. That doesn't <clears throat> fit into your, like... It doesn't therapy. fit
0: into our narrative. Yeah, it exactly. doesn't fit into our story. We look more um, as the, at the other side as an interjection rather than a part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I, when I envision this podcast, that's why I love um, entitling it The Conversation, is because I believe change happens with conversations. Right. The change can start with the conversation. Mm-hmm. One day we'll have a round table, but until then we have a square table. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> the reason why I want to get a round table so bad is because back in the um, early, early, early centuries, um, there was this king and he said, I have a round table because no matter what position you are in the kingdom, whether you're a lowly servant, whether you're a knight, whether you're one of my generals, a round table means you have an equal pers- uh, perspective to the center. We need to get the whole picture. Yes. What yes. is the whole picture? Hmm. Seriously, what what is what is the whole picture of the whole world? Because right now we look at the left and we look at the right. We have people on the left who are scared of Fox News and they are scared of Donald Trump. We have people on the right who are scared of Joe Biden and um, Kamala Harris. Yeah, and Kamala Harris. You know, we have them scared of CNN. Yeah. You know what? At the end of the day, where can we stop drawing the battle lines? Because we've gotten to a point now where it's not political lines, it's battle lines. We've gotten to a point now where it's not, okay, we can disagree and change the subject. Now it's disagree and I'm changing your Facebook status from my friend to my enemy. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, that's very real, actually.
0: How do we get to, because first of all, all, I want to make this statement that human life is not a political issue. Amen. It is a human issue. As a matter of fact, it shouldn't be an issue whatsoever. Yeah. All right, that goes, and I'm gonna say this uh, plainly as I can, that goes for both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. That goes for the liberal Democrat, that mm-hmm. goes for the conservative Republican, that goes for the independent that doesn't mm-hmm. vote, that goes for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I believe it was last week or two weeks ago, our president was diagnosed with COVID. Right. I was not traumatized by the amount of people who were grateful for that. Yeah. I was traumatized by the amount of Christians who were grateful for that. I'm saying. I'm like, you can't you can't have the best of both worlds, you we, see, because yep. the, the okay. way that I look at it, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is a conversation, this is where I can get corrected too, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but if you want as much peace as you say you do, and I'm not talking about one group of people, I'm talking about society as a whole, if you want as much peace as you say you do, if you want as much love, and peace not war as you say you do then why is it that you're celebrating the potential death of a president because of a disease yeah. but yet you're crying
1: when he doesn't support a certain agenda Yep. see when you say that bro like one thing that just pops up in my head is that ultimately we have faith in the wrong God Wow Wow you know what I mean yeah so when we when, when we have so much of ourselves Implanted into in, into a political party or a political figure, mm-hmm. when something good happens, we have an emotional reaction to it. When something bad happens, we have an emotional reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, those emotional reactions are way over the top. Mm-hmm. And it's like if if you if your if your belief is in Christ and your hope mm-hmm. is in Christ and your King is Christ, right? Then you know the standard that Christ has set, and that we pray for our leaders. We don't wish evil upon any anyone. Wow. And so even, like, I look at Donald Trump. I'm going to say it. I don't agree with a lot of stuff he says. Right. I really don't. Right. But when he got diagnosed with COVID, what popped up to me is, well, my Savior says I need to pray for him. Yes. So it's like, let me, like, I'm going to pray for the man because I don't want him to die. He has a family. He has children, you know, like. He's not my king. So, my hope is not in him to live or mm. die, but my <clears throat> hope is that, you know, he would live because I want to wish the best thing for him and that Jesus would touch his heart yeah. if Jesus hasn't already touched his heart. Wow. You know, because again, it's not Donald Trump isn't going to change the nation, Christ is. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, mm. when we have these, and you know, I'll even say it on the other side of the uh, of the aisle where people really mm-hmm. don't like Trump, mm-hmm. you know? Um, again, don't be so afraid of the thing that has no power. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, your posture will identify what your belief is, where your faith lies. Mm-hmm. So that's just my whole thing. Like, the man... <clears throat> the man's going to be in office for 4 years, maybe 8. But his time in office is limited. Right. Yeah. You know. So there's only so much that he can do, that he's going to do, you know. Um and ultimately God controls all that stuff anyway. Mhm. And anything anything that we may think is bad, you know, God is ultimately for us and he's going to turn it for our good. Wow. But our faith needs to be first and foremost, first and foremost with with Christ.
2: And you know like one thing I'm going to say um really quick that I, I think I understand why people are doing that like why they're like choosing a position okay I'm going to like put my faith in Trump or like they don't say it literally but they're but they're just putting their hopes up um uh, like in a political party or like Trump's going to do this this and this and things are going to change and there are people who are opposing that um again I'm just going to be really bold and just just say how it is I think that's the easy way out because it doesn't have us concentrated on ourselves.
0: Right.
2: Wow. We're selfish.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We are selfish and that's a period. It literally like hurts me even saying it because it's easier to point a finger on a politician and say, he's going to fix it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's easy to sit down and say, no, your politician is wrong and start pointing out everything that he's doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, both of the things are distracting you from the from the thing that is the most important, looking inside of your heart and fixing the problem within. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not convenient. It's not It's not comfortable. It's humbling. You have to break something inside of you. You have to put yourself on an altar. You have to surrender so many perspectives and views, like I had to do for him. And people don't want to do that. That's why they're choosing two camps, and they're or pointing fingers for somebody for hope or they're pointing finger, fingers at somebody to criticize them because we don't want it we don't want to deal with us
0: yeah. my my follow with that because this is first of all it's very healthy um, my follow is how do we go from pointing the fingers cuz i like how you're phrasing pointing the fingers i love how you're talking from both perspectives how do we go from pointing the fingers because i believe first of all that as humans i do not have a right to place a value on your life say, well, your life is worth less than somebody else. Mm-hmm. All right, That price was paid over 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross. All right, I actually got into a mini scuffle on social media because I sent out a tweet saying, I did not know that we could place a value on the life of 45. Mm. And there are Christians who are using Bible verses to defend their malice yeah. of him. Oh, wow. And same time, I did not know that we could place a value on the life of a black man. Mm. Just because, now, I've had many conversations with different people on both sides of the aisle. Um, And one of the conversations was um, that that cop was, uh, in terms of George Floyd, he was following protocol. All right? Now, whether it's protocol or not, the way I look at it, as a Christian first, I don't look at it through the eyes of the law. All right? I look at it through the eyes of morality. Because the law, laws, they don't have morality. Laws are just that. They're rules and regulations. They don't have a sense of moral code. Mm-hmm. All they are is to enforce um, safety. Right. All right. A governmental structural organization. It's it's not it's not there for the people, it's right. there for you to bang your head on. It's there to lock you up. Yeah. That's just the truth of the matter. So mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. He's like, Well, he was perfectly in line with protocol. And I said, Well, the protocol is stupid because it's immoral. How are you gonna justify that you have your knee on a man's neck for 8 minutes, 45 seconds when he's saying he can't breathe. Now we can sit here and debate whether or not he was tweaking. I don't know, and I don't care. fact of the matter is, 8 minutes, 45 seconds with your full body weight on the man's neck, that should not be happening. When he's crying out for his mother, that should not be happening. The same token on the other side of the aisle, how are you going to sit there and celebrate somebody catching a disease?
1: Yeah, we're doing the same thing.
0: We can't go from you should not be uh not placing a healthy value on human life to like all right i'm going to be intolerant
1: yeah
0: and i'm going to be celebrating this man's death yeah so how do we go from pointing fingers to pointing thumbs
1: i think uh, the the first thing that pops in my mind dude is funny we we, we was watching the shack the Mm. other day Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. great movie um and uh, there was this scene where the main character was talking to what was it maybe an angel or no something. Wisdom. A wisdom angel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the test came um, from where the main character was always placing judgment on people that he feels like are hurting him. Wow. So her- yeah. So the, his, his standard was if you cause harm to me or my family, then I judge you accordingly to how I feel. Hmm. Which, in a human sense, is very flawed. Hmm. So, so you, so like, if you put that that amount of um, of um, responsibility on yourself, you're basically calling yourself God. You're basically wow. saying, "I can do hmm. this better than God can." Hmm. So it's like I think it's us having a God complex, hmm. where we feel like, "Oh, I'm going to judge you based on how you make me feel and how you make my community feel," instead of placing the judgment in the eyes of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Instead of placing that responsibility where it belongs, I I, I just feel like for us as a people, we constantly have this God complex of I know how to judge rightly, mm-hmm. and but see God calls us to give that responsibility to Him. All He asks us to do is to walk in love. Wow. Because. That is where the heart changes. That's where the heart is prepped for change. And then God comes in and does his miraculous work. Mm-hmm. But we can't we can't judge accurately. Mm-hmm. So in all situations we must we must love. Mm. Now we now we are called to correct one another, you know, as believers. We're all called to like nobody is not subject for criticism. Right. Like, we can we like we can articulate and criticize, hey, this might be wrong, this might be right but we're not like going so far to where as you deserve death mm-hmm. you know and
2: it's not for me to decide that you deserve right that's the mentality we should
1: have so if we're looking at one side of the aisle and they're like well you know yeah like yeah the cops following protocol you know you know th- that guy was high like he shouldn't have been high if he if he wouldn't have been high then you know he would be worthy of, of life you know re- regardless of this man was turning his life around we don't care about that in the moment he should have been doing XYZ mm-hmm. and if he would have did XYZ he would have been living so I have no compassion for him Wow and then we go to the other aisle you know where it says well Trump should have been doing something about this whole COVID matter and, and putting on a mask and all this stuff and if he would have been doing that that he would have you know, not contracted COVID. Now, now he's yeah, getting, yeah. now we have revenge for him because two hundred thousand people have died under his watch. And so, yeah, he gets what he gets. I hope he becomes 2, 000, 000 and one So it's karma. It's karma. <laughs> that's what we're looking at. Right. Now. As Christians, we've adopted the narrative of karma yeah. rather than grace. Rather than grace exactly. and love. And that's, how, and that's, and that's not even how God operates. God doesn't operate like that. He has so much he has way f- f- uh, farther knowledge of good and evil and what's just than we mm-hmm. do. He has vision of the past, present, and the future. And all he causes us to do is to love and he take care of the rest.
0: That's the problem that I see with, um, because I can only speak from the narrative of Christian culture, mm-hmm. all right? I can't call out every single aspect of culture. <clears throat> I can say, first of all, that unchurched culture is uh, naturally hypocritical. Yeah. All right. That's a given.
1: Yeah, All right. That's... I was
0: talking to somebody the other day, and um, I borrowed this quote from um, this well known preacher. His name is Bishop T.D. Jakes. All right. Um, Good dude. He, mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of popular <laughs> somewhere. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One day I'll get him on speed dial. One day. <laughs> One day. Amen. Oh, Lord willing. Um, but he made this statement um, some odd years ago, and he said, I am not surprised when the world is acting like the world. I'm mm. surprised when the church is not acting like the church. That's it. and i looked at i i look at that phrase and i look at culture today i am not surprised when you have non-believing non-bible believing god worshiping jesus following people excited about uh the murder of george floyd or mm. excited about you know a COVID case with our president right. i'm not surprised by that yeah what and i shouldn't be surprised about this next thing but I am surprised when the church is following along. Yeah, I remember uh, years ago, there was a statement that was made from this person. It's the world is always here and the church is always here. Mm-hmm. And whenever the world moves this direction, the church takes its spot. Yeah, And we're always following the culture of the world. Whereas the apostle Paul, he says, do not be conformed to the patterns mm-hmm. of this world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we're slowly following this trend of like, all right, if this is the narrative, then i want to seem pleasing to everyone so i'm just going to echo the narrative and then i'm going to try to find some form of theology twisted theology i'm going to try to find some twisted theology that will say well since he wasn't following the law he deserves x y and z and since he didn't put a mask on he deserves x y and z yeah. you guys have just come with a song now
1: mm-hmm. saying
0: i choose to see your pain all right First of all, when you guys first showed me this song, we uh, I had I think I just got out of the gym with you guys, yeah. um, and my God, it was it was terrible. They made me wear a mask in the yeah. gym, and I was like, dude, I get outside, but while I'm working out, I'm dying. Yeah. You know, but you it is. saw what it your is. pain. <laughs> yeah, you he <laughs> saw my pain. <laughs> it
1: was real.
0: <laughs> then we have Karina, who's a rebel, who's like, we had like about five times the worker comes over to be like, ma'am, that sounds like me, <laughs> ma'am, they're put like, your oh, mask I on, man. i so I'm
2: sorry, I have short-term. Blo- memory loss
0: <laughs> so we're working out everything we get out the car and um we uh we go to your house because we're trying to baptize you in the name of naruto goku and uh, Vegeta. <laughs> mm-hmm. anime fans Let's we go. believe in it glory we believe to in god in we heaven. believe in it <laughs> anime will be in heaven, Lord heaven mercy. <laughs> yes and on the way back home you were like dude i want to show you something and i'm like I don't know what it's gonna be, but I know it's gonna be good because it's awesome. You're the best artist in the world. I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> she shows me the song. She doesn't tell me what it is. She doesn't tell me what it's about. She's like, here, I want, I want you to hear it. And when she plays the song for me, I immediately, she's my witness. I immediately get so emotional. And I'm like, because mind you, we had several murders back to back, which uh, starting with George Floyd, back to back. We had Brianna Taylor, back-to-back. Back. We had all these different terrible and excruciating things that are going on in society at that time. And she comes out with a song. She's like, what do you think of it? And I'm like, I can't talk. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because the song, in it, it wraps up every emotion that I've ever had about, about what's going on in the world right now. Because when you look at Christianity, you look at... and. First of all, I want to make a disclaimer and say not every Christian is a terrible human being. Right. Not every Christian is going to look at the world through a narrow worldview. Not every Christian is um, somebody who's going to look at somebody and be like, well, you deserve what you got. Okay. There are graceful people right. in, yeah, in this culture. Right. right. Um, but if I can phrase it this way, more often than not, sometimes we meet the Christian culture that is not so Christian. Yeah. Gandhi said I like your Christ but I don't like you Christians because you Christians are not like your Christ. And when I looked at that phrase and that song came out I was like oh my god um this is the hope for Gandhi. This right here this song is the hope for people who think like Gandhi that I like your Jesus. The Jesus that's in your Bible. You see for many people I don't think they have a problem with God I think they have a problem with his people. There you go. And let's be honest for a second. More often than not, I think we've encountered a couple of his people who prefer to yell at you and quote and scream certain particular Bible passages and take out them of out context. of context. Yep. And if you don't abide by those out-of-context scriptures, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you're going to hell. Yeah. And they want to ostracize you and they want to push you away. There are other people who are on the other side of the aisle who may do something similar, but their heart is in the right place because that's all they know. That's all they were taught. But then you've got the Christians who are like us, who are willing to sit down and have a conversation. And we're the ones that the world does not always meet. Tell me how your song, the song See Your Pain, how that song is now, first of all, how was that started? Where was the writing process there where it's like, I need to sit down and write this? Like, Where did that come from?
2: Um, well, like in, in the context of all those shootings and everything, like me and PJ had a couple of conversations, watched like videos and I try to like stay away from it even like a little bit because I felt like it was just emotionally overwhelming. Mm. Um, and, uh, mostly getting updates from him directly. And then one night I was driving home, uh, after work, I remember and. Um, I'm driving and, and I just, and I just like, and I just start crying, like out of nowhere. I'm not talking to anybody. Like I didn't read anything. I just start crying and the heaviness in my chest, like it's like somebody put a 200 pound like bag in my chest and just said, hold it. And, uh, and I, I remember I couldn't breathe and I'm like, Jesus, like, and I started praying right away cause I don't understand what's going on with me. I'm just uncontrollably like breaking, like breaking down in my car. And I'm like, Jesus, what's like, what's going on with me? Why is it so heavy? And, um, and he said, your heart is heavy because mine is.
0: Mm. Wow.
2: And, um. Wow. and I came home uh, and I came home that day and I <clears throat> felt like I was just experiencing the whole, like heartbreaking truth, like how God sees all of this right now. When he's looking down from heaven and think about the fact, like it's, We're all his children. It doesn't matter saved, not saved. We're all his children, period. He created each one of us in his own image. He loved all of us. He already died for all of us. The end. He's looking down on his children who are not only hurting each other, but also choosing to not own up to that pain, not Uh own up to that hurt, not show compassion, not stretch a hand of, love and understanding, not sit down and do the life together, but actually creating division and creating even more, like, even more fractures in us. And that heaviness, I felt like it was just his view. And I, I usually the songs are like the download. So I just sat down my piano and I just, it just downloaded and like, mm. and I just wrote it out and it felt like the most vulnerable thing ever because it was uh, like four minutes of like pure honesty and what was going on in my heart, but also I felt like what was going on at God's heart at the time. And then I showed it to PJ Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you want to share about your view when I showed it to you. Yeah.
1: When, when I heard it, um, I 100% thought it was timely. Mm. Um, it surprised me because we have had previous i just want to like put it out there um and i think she mentioned this before like we're an interracial couple but we're still on a journey of like understanding each other's cultures as well mm-hmm. so it's not it's not always like oh yeah pj like i get everything you're saying oh yeah korean i get everything you're saying like i can relate sometimes it's like a a process like we have a conversation and then it takes a couple of days for us to process it and wow yeah You know, mm-hmm. to figure out like it's
2: heavy. It's not yeah. easy. It's, not it's different
1: worldviews. Yeah. So I, uh, uh, you know, before before I go into the song, I just want to say that like I feel like um, we are living the example that I feel like other people should be living. It will be hard. It will be difficult to see each other's pain and to understand each other's pain. Mm. But the end product is Christ. Wow. And that's worth the time, the effort, the pain, the suffering, the, you know, the time spent separating, trying to digest what was just said, you know, because we're going to end up loving like Jesus. But getting back to the song, I was surprised that she wrote it. Mm -hmm. Um, she's had all those words to say, and it made me feel like, wow, I think she gets it. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. I think she understands. Wow. Like, first lyric, I've never walked the miles of road that broke your feet. Already, like, saying, I, 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 I don't know how it feels. I don't know the scars that are on your feet. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the scars that, of people's words that pierced your heart, you know? But then, like, the second part is, but here I am <clears throat> here to walk the rest with you. Wow. My heart is oh, my hurting, God. too. Mm-hmm so it's like i don't get it i don't understand what's going on but i'm here to walk by your side every step of the way Mm. i choose to stand by your side i choose to tightly hold your hand i choose to look into your eyes i choose to see i choose to feel your pain yeah so When I heard those words, I'm just like, I think a lot of people think that we have to have all the answers. That we have to like, you know, have an opinion of this is right, this is wrong. But the freedom and the chains that break by just saying, I don't understand, but I'm here with you. I stand by you. That's the most Christ-like thing I can ever think of. You know, and me as a black man hearing a white woman say this if you look historically the 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 tense the tension between a black man and a white woman has always been very tight mm-hmm. and very chaotic and very you know if we look at Emmett Till the the incident the incident that that launched the civil rights movement Emmett Till was a 14 <coughs> year old kid who was accused of whistling at a white woman And because he was accused by whistling at a white woman, he was beaten to a pulp as a 14 year old. His mother had an open casket funeral so the world would see how mutilated his body, his 14 year old body was because he whistled at a white woman. So historically, if a black man Steps out of line concerning the white man's woman, automatic death, no matter if you're a child. So here I am as a black man, and and we've seen so many stories like that from that that era beyond it and to this day right now. Mm -hmm. Me as a black man, hearing the heart of a white woman that loves me, that loves me, and is choosing to walk beside me, even though she doesn't get it powerful and you know like when we we were thinking about like okay how are we gonna I I wanted to produce this song I wanted to like hey we got to get this out here you know um I love the fact that she wanted it to be just piano we added strings in there you know just for dramatic effect but um (laughs) the song is really naked
0: Mm mm-hmm
1: very pure it's very naked you know um you know some producers out there might be like oh maybe we should add some stuff to this or you know maybe it's not tuned right or you know maybe it's not EQ'd right it's very naked and raw for a reason because like we really want you to concentrate on the words and people may even look at the picture like our um our uh, our song picture that we have it's like half of our faces mm-hmm. and they might see me and be like wow what well, why is not PJ singing it's intentional <clears throat> now Val like I thought about singing on it I mentioned it to her maybe I should sing on it but the more I listened to her words I was like you know what I shouldn't sing on this Mm. I shouldn't speak on this and this is the reason why too many times do we have you know people of color speaking out and saying hey help yo hello you know like we're constantly saying something's wrong and then we look at you know You know like not all white people but some white people that are saying we don't see what you're talking about so I'm like I think it's even more important for me to shut up and for her to say all those things and that's where
0: I wanted to bring um, as we're wrapping up I wanted to ask you um, specifically you know you PJ since um, I'm a mixed I'm everything. I'm America. (laughs) 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 There you go. Um, I have like, you know, maybe 0.01% of African-American in me. All right, my Uncle Jim Zappi played in the Negro Leagues. All right, I, uh, yeah, it's like he has records that haven't been beat, probably because they shut it down. Um, You know, all these different aspects. You know, um, he trained Willie Mays. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I've got history. Okay, I don't look the part, so I'll never feel the part. Mm. But I've got history. Yeah. So with that being said, um, I love, and I even have it on my jacket, uh, a, a dear friend of mine, um, Tiffany, she, uh, uh, her Instagram will be down below, by the way. <laughs> Tiffany, um, she's a great designer. She's a great artist. Um, she, uh, I gave her my denim jacket, and she put a design on there. And she said, what do you want on it? And I said, first of all, I want the black power simple, loud and proud in front, okay? Um, whether it's in front or in back, I just want it big enough to where everybody can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but secondly, I want this phrase. And I said, if you can't breathe, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, heart and soul. Now, it's a very powerful statement. I love it. Um, but recently, I've been thinking, um, and it's, it's literally a question which I really want to direct to you. Is there a time for, I guess if I could phrase it to say, is there a time for us to say, if you can't breathe, I will breathe for you. And if you can't see, I will see for you. And if you can't speak, I will speak for you. Is there a time for that? Or is it more simply, let's just, if you can't breathe, I can't breathe. Like, Is there ever a time to bridge that gap to be like, okay, I know you can't breathe right now. So let me pick you up. Is there a time
1: for that in society? Mm. <clears throat> so I, first of all, in your last statement, I hear the heart of it. The heart is, I wanna be your support. Sadly, in this country, I believe that support has been misconstrued as, um, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, I'm speaking for you. Mm. Or, you know, I'll do this for you because you can't. I like the statement, if you can't breathe, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. Because it it's it's just equal. Wow. It's just straight up equal. And that's I feel like that's all people of color have ever wanted. It's just equality. We don't necessarily want you to take care of us. We don't necessarily want you to speak for us. We want you to speak with us. Wow, powerful. You know what I mean? Powerful. Um. And so, I going back to her song when she in her in the bridge. You know, if you're not if you're not free, then there's no freedom for me. If you can't breathe, I can't breathe. Yeah. That is saying we are both human beings equal under the sight of God. Wow. And if you can't, then it means I can't either because we're equal.
2: And It's very biblical. Like yeah. The Bible says that if one part of the body is hurting, mm. then all the body is hurting. Mm-hmm. And we do not reflect that. What do we do when a bo- part of the body is hurting? We cut it off. Wow! We pretend like it's not there. We cut off the blood circulation to it. We freeze it while we don't suffer together through it. And I feel like if I understand correctly, like that's, that's, that's what, that's what God wants from us. And that's, that brings the most healing because I feel like for me, my, um, my initial response to whatever was going on was to calm him and to be like, how can I fix this? But this is the time where I believe the fixer upper mentality is not going to work.
0: Mm,
2: it doesn't bring healing it doesn't, it just doesn't if I for example went through abusive relationships if he's gonna try to fix that in me he's not gonna succeed but what he can do, he can love me through it and he can (coughs) cover it so then the healing happens inside of me and then I'm made whole but it, it doesn't happen by somebody Getting their tools out on the table and trying to like fix you up, so I believe, and it takes much more humility just to sit down and listen. Yeah. To understand, that's why we don't we don't like it because it feels like okay, well, why, why do I have to listen? But um, it's hard, but it's worth it because that's how the healing enters the room.
1: If we're not the one fixing fixing it, then that means we're allowing God to do His work. You know, so I think we need to be in a posture of listening because it humbles us and it it tells us that, hey, like, we don't have power here. Mm. And we need to give it up to the one who does do heart surgery the best. And that's Jesus Christ. Weep with those who weep and rejoice
0: with those who rejoice. Mm -hmm. Bear one another's burdens. That's what fulfills the law. Romans 12, verse
1: 15, brother. Sit warm with those
0: who want. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, this has been a very strong discussion. Um, I may have cried once or twice. Don't quote me. <laughs> 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 um, their song, See Your Pain, is out on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, anywhere where you listen to your music. It is out right now. Um, thank you guys so much for coming. It has been my privilege, my honor. Um, my name is Israel Zab. I love you guys, and I will see you later. Peace. Peace.